Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio together after what seems like an eternity when you're in the studio together almost every single day. Five days feels like a very long time. Um, Did you have a good break? Real good. How about yours? I thought it was it was nice to get away. It was nice to see the family. Uh, it was also nice to uh, be able to relax, have a few drinks, and watch nothing but football for <laughs> what seemed like every day, which is awesome because there was a ton of incredible football games uh, Thursday through yesterday. And uh, before we talk about some of the surprises in college and in the NFL, let's talk about what the Chiefs are going to face uh, Sunday night. Watching that uh, Chargers-Broncos game yesterday, I'm – Oh, I did not know the Broncos had it in them, but uh, should the Chiefs be concerned? Well, sure, because it's a pro football team, and Teddy Bridgewater is an old pro quarterback, been around a, a product of the Louisville Cardinals, but the fact of the matter remains that the Chiefs probably, player for player, are a better team than Denver. The Chiefs have also had a week to recoup and heal some of the bumps and bruises, and that's the key item right there. Yeah, I thought Denver looked pretty good against the Chargers team, which I really thought was good, and they both have the same record now, 6-5. and five. The Chiefs are 7-4, and four. so with that game coming up on Sunday night, Kansas City has a great opportunity now to put some room between the two of these. Not everybody's out of the playoffs, not at all. The American Conference West... <laughs> where it used to be all Chiefs, and still is Chiefs for that matter, is still very much in contest. Mm-hmm. And I think we could see some interesting ball games, but I don't think Denver's in the ballpark. League wide, it's just that way. It is gonna be a it's gonna be a race this year, and it's just very, very close. Not in all of them, but in a lot of them. It's uh, definitely close in a lot of divisions. But yeah, we'll see what happen, uh, What happens there. But it is nice, I will say, uh, after having the way this worked out schedule-wise to have the bye week, the weekend after Thanksgiving, especially with how much we have to do around here since we're an affiliate, it was nice to actually have a vacation over a bye week, which was nice and not have to be stressed out about the game and just can kind of sit back and watch, see how your fantasy team does and watch other people get stressed out about their games. And yesterday... Just like the rest of the season, there were some surprises, weren't there? Yeah, I was mildly surprised at some of them. The uh, Patriots with a relatively easy win over the Tennessee Titans. I I didn't expect that. I thought Tennessee would go in and play tough. I thought Philadelphia would uh, perform a little bit better against the New York Giants than they did. Very lackluster performance by the Eagles. Uh, Tom Brady playing against the Indianapolis Colts. (laughs) I'll tell you. Whatever you do, you don't give Brady the ball at the end of the game with the results still in doubt because he's going to win. And he did, knocked off Indianapolis with some great passing down the stretch on Thanksgiving Day. The Raiders going in and beating the Dallas Cowboys, that tightened up the AFC West quite a bit. And and we mentioned uh, the Broncos, a very nice win over the Chargers. Yeah, there's a whole lot of things going on that are very interesting. It was the battle of wounded animals on Thanksgiving Day. Some great games, at least the first two. Last one definitely wasn't, but the uh, first two. And then we had some uh, incredible college football games that we will talk about next hour because we cannot talk, can't can't glaze over what we saw 
uh, over the weekend in college football. But before we get into that, though, uh, we do still have some prep teams in the hunt. Do we have any local teams still trying for glory? Depends on your definition of local. (laughs) Southwest Missouri, yes. Local, no. And the Southwest Missouri team still involved. (laughs) What else is new? Some things just do not change. Going for state championships later on this week, Lamar, an eight-time state champion, and Webb City, a 15-time state champion. Here's Webb City. Mike, they had a down year. They lost three games. I broadcast one of them against Nixa. 41-27, I think the final was. But when it comes down to really tough going, you don't sell that team short. They are so disciplined, so focused on what they do, and the talent level is still pretty good. So Webb City and Lamar will play for state championships. Man, incredible. Well, it's kind of one of those things that you see it, teams kind of get accustomed to winning in the uh, postseason, and that is something that you have to learn as a team, and once they do learn that, watch out. So we had absolutely gorgeous weather this weekend, and uh, particularly it was like the gods smiled upon Springfield because for the first time in a long time, Missouri State Bears could host a playoff game, which was awesome. Weather was nice. Did you get out and tailgate? That long time is 31 years, and yes, I got out and tailgate. Yeah, hell yeah. It was gorgeous weather. And, and being in close proximity to the uh, the field, it was awesome to be able to hear the crowd, and it sounded like people showed up for that game. They did. You have to understand now, this game is not part of your season ticket plan, so the tickets had to be purchased separately, and even though you had season tickets and had first call, I didn't guarantee anything. Had a little over 5,000 paid attendance. Keep in mind now, this is Thanksgiving weekend and many of the students are gone. In fact, most of them are probably gone. So the student turnout was very light. But as far as the uh, folks from the area coming in to watch, oh yes, it was very well represented. Good game, uh, although it wasn't a good game. That's just it. When Tennessee Martin, comparing them on paper to the Bears, The Bears were a 16-point favorite going in, and should have been. Then when they came out on the field, and I was standing on the field next to the Tennessee Martins, my my assurance was even much more so verified, because they physically didn't have the team the Bears did. Starting quarterback was out, missing a number of other players because of injuries or whatever. This is going to be no contest, and yet it was a contest, because you do not, I don't care what team you are, you may be a super colossus team, You don't turn the ball over six times, which the Bears did, and expect to get a win. Even turning it over six times, they had a chance to win the game. But that sixth turnover, which was an interception in the final minute of the game, it was a tip drill. Ball was tipped off the hands of the receiver, and Tennessee Martin picked it off. But it shouldn't even have been that close anyway. Yet it was, for whatever reason. I know Coach uh, Bobby Petrino is very, very much disappointed in what happened. So are the players. But 32-31, Tennessee Martin gets the win, and Tennessee Martin goes out to Missoula, Montana to play Montana State on the Saturday in round two of the uh, the playoffs. Bears should have been there, but they weren't. It's unfortunate, and uh, I watched it happen, and, and I thought the exact same thing you did. Um, towards the end of it, I just said, I can't believe they turned the ball over. It's like they're beating themselves, but as we mentioned last hour, when you're a team and this is your first time in the playoffs, you kind of have to learn how to win once you get into the postseason, and I think uh, they definitely will hopefully learn from that lesson, and hopefully this is just the beginning from the Missouri State Bears because they had a great season and uh, gave us uh, something to root for, which is awesome, especially for this community. Now, uh, beyond that, we had some incredible games in college football. Let's give it up to Michigan, baby. First off, beating Ohio State. 
Let's go. Well, it depends on your rooting uh, aspect, I guess, because I know there are a lot of Ohio State fans here who are terribly, terribly disappointed with what happened. Ohio State owned Michigan for the last, virtually the last yep. decade, but didn't on Saturday. It was all Michigan in the snow up in Ann Arbor. Now there was no, wasn't a heavy accumulation, but it was cold and it was snowy. And that held the crowd down to about 106,000. Oh, it looked insane. <laughs> anyway, great game for the Michigan Wolverines, and they knocked Ohio State out of the postseason. As far as postseason, by that I mean the uh, the four-team playoff because the Buckeyes won't be there when the rankings come out tomorrow night. But uh, uh, Michigan may be. Yeah. They may be one of the top four. They're a very good team. Missouri playing down in Arkansas. I didn't think Mizzou showed up at all. They could have played a whole lot better. Arkansas beat them rather soundly. Notre Dame. There's the team flying under the radar. No, in my opinion, they do not belong in the Final Four, and I don't think they will be. But they played well, went out to Stanford. Stanford's very weak this year, and Notre Dame pummeled them pretty good. There were some other surprises that went on, but there were also some games that you expect. Georgia and Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. no contest, 45 nothing. the Georgia Bulldogs. They'll be the number one seeded team going into everything. They play Alabama this week. Alabama taken right to the wire. I thought Alabama was going to lose. Here's Auburn ahead of them, and ahead of them substantially, but just like Webb City here in town, and not in town, but in the area, and Lamar in the area, you don't sell the champs short. And sure enough, they came back in the fourth period, forced an overtime, and won 24-22 over Auburn. That sets up their big Southeastern Conference championship game in Atlanta on Saturday, and Georgia will go in as a favorite by how much I don't know yet, but don't sell the Tide short. I don't think the Tide, man for man, is as good as Georgia, <laughs> but we've seen these things turn around before, and they are Alabama. So based on your reaction, it doesn't sound like you put money on Michigan this weekend, did you? As a matter of fact, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yes, my man! No, 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 no not money. <laughs> Chocolate, Chocolate chips. chips yes. <laughs> well, uh, we can talk about uh, you taking me out to dinner later uh, on, on, on Chocolate Chips. Um, so yeah, it's uh, setting up some really interesting, uh, interesting matchups going into this weekend. A uh, bunch of really great games. Who do you think should be in the top four after the rankings? My opinion: it'll be Georgia, it'll be Alabama, probably Michigan, and then you can't leave Cincinnati out of it. They've got to be there. So that's my prediction for a final four. Yeah, I think Michigan earned its right, man. What a great game! <laughs> now, uh, last but not least, uh, we got basketball happening in college sports, and we're, how are our local teams? A lot doing? of hoops, a lot of hoops, as well as football. The Drury teams will be in Rolla tonight to play Missouri S&T. That's both the ladies and the men. Ladies, uh, they played a pre-holiday competition here in town and won both their games. The guys split in their pre-holiday little doubleheader, but lost on Saturday to Evangel and lost substantially to Evangel, 89-62 at, at Drury. Okay, the Drury, the Panthers, they have to get their game back together again and start playing. Lady Bears over the weekend down in San Juan, Puerto Rico, upset Virginia Tech. Great win, but did lose to LSU. LSU is Kim Mulkey. She's the 23-year veteran coach at Baylor, whose son played for the Springfield Cardinals. And Remember? who knows, he may still be, Kramer Robertson. But Kim Mulkey's LSU team is very good. And they, uh, they knocked off the Lady Bears on Saturday. Lady Bears come home, play again Friday night against William Jewell. That's a Division II team, of course. The Bears open their conference season on Wednesday. This is an anomaly. It's something the Missouri Valley Conference is trying. It's just the one-game opener. 
Then you have a month before you play your next game, and it's with all the teams in the Valley, not just the Bears. Missouri State will open up at Illinois State on Wednesday night. Then Saturday they come home for a non-conference game, and it's one of the biggest teams uh, to appear in Springfield in a number of years, Brigham Young. And BYU is nationally ranked. They're very, very, very good. That'll be a Saturday afternoon game. So the schedule is beginning to really hop forward now and bounce forward, and it's a lot of fun. you got some great matches coming up to watch here in town, which is awesome to hear, Ned. It's great to be back in the room with you. Have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow, Pleasure's man. mine, sir.